Welcome to the Harvest Sound Podcast, for music and mission, truth and prophecy, creativity and compassion merge as one. All right, the power of, of your sound. So everybody has a sound. Is, is this true? Can everyone do a shout on the count of three? We'll, make sure, we'll, we'll test it out. How about that? One, two, three. That's pretty good. Usually it's like, let's do it again, let's do it again. So the power of sound. So I felt the power. Um, and, um, and, you know, the devil, he wants to silence the saints. And, and sadly, I think much of the church has gone quiet. And, uh, and when we talk about sound, it's, I'm talking about, yes, praise and worship and songs and the sounds, but... But much more than that, the, the, the sound of your voice, your impact, everything that you're supposed to bring forth. And, and it says that every voice is identifiable. It's totally unique, just like a fingerprint, that your voice, when they study it, under the technology they have, every single voice is unique. Isn't that cool? So you have something unique to bring into the earth. There's no one, there's never been anyone like you. They, they, they even say, just a little side note, that they can... They can identify who you are by the way you walk. They have technology. Like every single person has a different way of moving. And they go, oh, that's that guy. That's that guy. It's amazing how unique we are in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. And yet sometimes humans just want to be conformed. We want to, be, we want to look the same, act the same. But I believe the Lord celebrates the beauty of diversity. You know, because that, that's the way he's made us. And, and so we need to be on the same page with him. And we all have a unique sound and, and a unique voice. And we know that the, the, the devil wants to stuff that. He wants to shut down the, the church, the sound of the church arising in such a time. There, the Lord told us years ago that there would be the roar of the righteous would be heard again in our land. The roar of the righteous. And... Um, I'll get into some of that, but let's, let's read a couple of scriptures that are uh, foundational for where we're going. So let's stand for the reading of God's Word, because we're standing on the promises, standing on the Word. So let's just go ahead and pull up whatever comes first there. There it is. Yeah, we just did a little bit of this, but shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. You know, the Lord's into shouting. If you really look at the Bible, <laughs> and, and, and you read the Psalms, and especially you read Revelation, man, it's, there's a lot of volume going on. I mean, it's, it's all through it. And, and so if, if, if you don't like shouting and volume, you might make a slight adjustment because when you get to heaven, you, you might be in shock because I think there's going to be a whole lot of rock and roll for Jesus. <laughs> all right, let's, let's go to the next one. Uh, Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Okay, this is how he prescribes. He says, come before me. Bring your songs. Make them joyful. Bring a shout. Bring, a, bring the joy. Bring the songs. Okay, and then we'll go to the next one. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. How many people know that you're called to declare Declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. You're chosen for such a purpose. Please be seated. And there's so many scriptures that we could just go on and on. Actually, when I 
crack this open, the Lord, it took me a little while to figure out where God wanted me to, 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 to zoom in. And probably you guys had to preach it last, last night before it was released, you know, it was like, and, um, but um, there are so many passages, but that's why we'll, we'll uh, extend it a little bit into the next Sunday or two. But I just want to, this morning, kind of do an introduction of why this is so important. Why is sound so important? Why is your sound so important to the Lord? And, um, you know, we, we look at what's happening. If we just zoom out for a moment and we look at this, this world, there's been a whole lot of changes going on, especially since 2020. And uh, like I mentioned, that I, I fear that much of the church has just gone quiet, you know, and... Uh, we're to be a voice. We're to, we're to be a resistance in the earth. And um, we know that just reading through, especially the book of Revelation, we see that uh, there ultimately there really will be a one-world government, okay? Uh, there'll be a great showdown at the end of the age, a clash of good and evil. And I believe we're in those times. We can see it's, it's actually pretty profound how things are lining up with Scripture, exactly like the Bible says that there'll be a, a, a one-world control system, one world religion, you can see in the religious realms. I won't get into all the details, but you can Google it. And they're, they're building houses of faith, bringing the, the Jewish and the, and the Muslims and the Christian faith all together. There's one in America. It's a center for world religion, and there's, they're doing it in Israel. They're, they're, they're literally, all these things are, are, are coming together on our watch and quickly with, with acceleration. And you can see the, the one world di- digital currencies that they're trying to roll out. All these things are coming at us and coming at us fast. But I want to suggest to you that ultimately, at the end of the age, I think what the, the most profound thing that's going to happen, it's a war of worship. I talked to you about World War III, that we're, we're to be uh, those who initiate World War III. We're to be on the offense. Okay, it's a spiritual war. It's not a physical war. But we're, we're not to be blindsided by what's coming. We're to, we're to be uh, the ones setting the ambushes, taking the ground, a preemptive attack. I believe the Lord is looking to his church right now to say, where are my good, so- good soldiers? Where are those who will endure these times and not just go into hiding, but will be a voice, it will be a sound, will be a light that disperses the darkness, even the greatest darkness of our times? Am I talking to the right people? All right. Okay, good. <laughs> um, and so we see that in Revelation chapter 13, verse 8. It says, all inhabitants of the earth will worship the beast. Now, we know this is after the tribulation, and, and this is a time where, where literally the whole world will fold in to this deception of worshiping the Antichrist and the spirit of Antichrist. And so we see the, these things transpiring in the earth, and you might say, well, what can I do? You know, like, there's, there's literally, uh, the, the whole world's going to go in on this. They're, they're going to trade in the, the super nation, I call it the super nation concept, rather than the supernatural they're going to say, we're going to make one super nation, one government, one thing. But they're, they're, they're going to trade in that, and their hope is going to be, and their allegiance is going to be given to that rather than the living God, the maker of heaven and earth, who should be worshipped and, and praised at all times. And so we see that this is a battle at the end of the age. And if you're up for action, if, you're, if, you, if you like a, <laughs> a good showdown, man, God puts you in the right generation. And we can't be afraid of this. We, we literally, I think God's going to shift something in people where uh, the trepidation, the intimidation that we've been under and, and like, oh, I don't want to offend anyone. I don't want to, you know, I, I just literally believe that the roar of the righteous is going to begin to rise. 
And, th- and our voices cannot be silenced, should not be silenced. And so the devil wants to mute you. He wants to press the delete button, the mute button. He wants to take away your voice, your frequency. You have a unique frequency, your voice. When we talk of sound, it's all about the vibrations that travel through the air uh, and, and it's, it's frequencies. And, you know, frequencies, if you do a study, I don't have time, but there's an amazing scientist who came here, a musical scientist, um, and uh, David Vancouvering. He was with us in some of our schools. And, man, he would start teaching stuff, just blow your mind on sound waves and frequencies and, and all these things. And that every, even matter has, has a frequency that holds it together. Like, like this steel on this chair. I guess it's steel, whatever it is. But this right here, if you change the frequencies of, of that substance, it could go into liquid. And so how important are frequencies when, when literally God created through frequency, through the sound? See, a lot of people think, well, what did he create first? Uh, let there be light. They say, well, there was light came first. Well, not, not, not really. First, it was the sound. He, he released the sound of his voice, which in turn created the, the light and everything else that was to follow. Does this make sense? And so we uh, are, are not to live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, the frequencies of God. We need to be a people that tune in. And, and when, when the deception grips the earth in such a profound way that we can say, wait a sec, that's not the sound of my shepherd. That's not my shepherd's voice. Because the Bible knows, I mean, the devil knows how to quote the scripture, probably better than all of us. <laughs> And so it's not what people are saying. It's the frequency. Can you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and what is being said? Is this making sense? And so he's, God says with his voice in the beginning, let there be light. And there was. And it was good. And the Lord blessed all the things he made. The only thing, think about this for a moment. Uh, as, you, as you look at the unfolding of creation in the book of Genesis, God says, let there be light. And, and he creates the earth, and he separates the waters and all these things, and, and, and he creates the, the fish of the ocean. He creates the, the, the animals that roam the land and the birds of the air. He creates all these things, and every time, at the end of the day, he's like, whew, man, I outdone myself this time. That's good. That's exceedingly. He blessed it. He said, that's good. It's good. It's good. Then there's one thing he created, one thing he created where he, he just said, and it was so, it, and it was the firmament, if I said it right, the firmament which if you look in the Hebrew word in the Old Testament and you go to the Greek, the same uh, parallel, it's the air. And a lot of people believe literally when it was that place, that second heaven, the firmament, that, that place in between the third heaven where the celestial throne and the royal throne of God is and, and, the, and this earth realm, there's a, there's, a, there's a dimension where the demonic realm is held, where, they're, where they're, that's their domain for, for now, eventually, a lot of people, you know, if you say, man, the devil is in hell. It's like, it's not true. No, the, the, the demonic realm is in that realm right now. And it's contending. And that's why we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but powers and principalities. And I'm telling you, there's something about the sound of your voice that makes the devil tremble. When you're up under the anointing, when you're speaking what God is speaking, when you're singing what God is singing, I'm telling you, this is, this is one of the greatest weapons we have, spiritual weapons. 
is releasing what God has said. It could be a conversation, but you speak the word. You're sitting at a coffee shop. You speak the word. You drop those seeds, the incorruptible seed of the word of God in someone's heart. I mean, how many times the, the crew on Friday night going out on Broadway just dropping seeds, Johnny Appleseed, dropping seeds. God loves you. God, for, can, You can be forgiven. I mean, just simple seeds. And people are like going, what? I came here to party and honky-tonk. What are you, what are you, what's, what's going on here? What's happening in Nashville? I'll tell you what's happening. This is called to be a city of light. And I believe there's a sound that's going to precede the light. Just as the Lord said, let it be so. And I believe there's a sound, there's a rumble that God wants to awaken in the church again. The sound of you not giving up. The sound of you moving forward. The sound of your faith. The sound, it's so much more than a new guitar pedal, even though I like all that. <laughs> you know, I might hear my new sound. You know, it's like, that's all good. We, we love that. However, I'm telling you, there's the sound of faith marching on. That his, his church is marching on at such times. Such dire times, such times when people are, men's hearts are, are going to start to, to, to fail them out of the fear of the things coming upon the earth. And yet there'll be a people, the praise will go on. The praise will go on. Woo, come on, somebody. It's, and so, it, you know, the, when we go back to some of the scientific perspective, which I'm, I'm no scientist, but I, I know a couple little things, just enough to be dangerous. Uh, it says... Uh, that our, our ears can hear uh, the, from the 20 to the, to the 20,000 cycles, cycles of how many vibrations per second. And so that's kind of the human ear from 20 to, to 20,000 cycles, these frequencies. And, uh, but there's many more. There's a plethora on, on both sides. There's a dimensions that we haven't even gotten into. And, and, and the, I felt like the Lord was saying, tune into me and let your frequencies begin to, to, to come into synchronization with the Holy Spirit. And, and begin to adjust your bandwidth. So a lot of us are so clogged up with the media madness of pornographic plague and the things that have come into this world that we're, we're, we're so jammed up that we can't even think straight or hear straight. And the Lord's saying, who, who's going who's gonna to delete some stuff? Who's going to remove some things and begin to get your bandwidth ready to hear the voice of the Lord and to be the voice of the Lord in the earth? Is this making sense? So we see, we see uh, just to drop in on, on a story from Joshua, just establishing the power of, of sound and, and matter and frequency and how, why it's so, it's so beyond what we even think. is the dimensions that God has taken us in and how he works. And there was a time where Joshua was making a covenant with the people. This is Joshua chapter 24, verse 25. And um, so he, drives, he draws up the decrees and the laws, and Joshua records these things in the book of the law of God. Then he took a large stone and set it up there under the, the oak near the holy place of the Lord. See, he said to all the people, this stone will be a witness against us. It has heard all the words the Lord has said to us. It will be a witness against you if you are untrue to your God. What? A stone has just heard all this? I mean... I'm telling you guys, we don't, we don't understand how frequency and, and matter works. I mean, if these bricks could talk, the things that have happened in the last 30 years here, right? That it, but this, these stones will be a witness against you. Remember, Jesus refers to that. He says, man, if y'all don't praise me, the rocks will cry out. I mean, 
It is so important that we release the sound that we're created to release. Is this making sense? You don't want no rock to replace you, do you? The Rolling Stones. All right, that was just, that was just random. I don't know. Lord, bless them. Bless them. Get them ready for eternity. Save them all, Lord. Um, so, so the, the, the sound, we see that sound and, and power are connected. I want to just establish this. Sound and power are connected. Whenever you see something really powerful, you usually, there's usually a sound that kind of goes with it. <clears throat> you ever stood beside a train? I mean, you know, we got the glory train back here. We always get excited whenever we hear that thing, you know, because it's a punctuation. I haven't heard one yet. Lord, am I on track? But, but, <laughs> but you know, a little prophetic punctuation when that train blows the whistle. And that, but it's a whole different thing if you're standing right beside it, right? I remember back in the day we had Bay 4. This whole area was part of our mission base for 20 years. And, and we had a place called Bay 4. That's what we called it, Bay 4. Could have been like a new clothing line or something, but it, no, we weren't that cool. It was just Bay Four. Uh, and anyways, don't worry about it. <laughs> so, but people would have to literally uh, sleep back there. The guy's dorm was right there, and, and there, behind that door was the train tracks. And and people would come in there, and it'd be in the middle of the night, and they were trying to nestle in for a good night's sleep, and all of a sudden. And you feel this rumble before, and then it just gets louder and louder. And at first, they're like going. I don't even know if I can live here or sleep here. I mean, this is crazy. Like, and after a while, you know, it's amazing how humans adjust, right? And they're like, oh, yeah, I slept through all those trains last night, you know. But, but I'm telling you, when there's power, there's sound, there's a rumble. There's, there's something that God wants to release uh, through a powerful church. I mean, a, a powerful church can't be a quiet church. You know, you're called to declare. You're called to speak up. You're called to be unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Okay, and so, um, you know, you think of other things that release power. Who's ever uh, cut down a tree? Who's ever done a chainsaw? You ever done chainsaw work? It's pretty loud, isn't it? I mean, to take down a big old oak, I mean, you got to make some noise, you know? Who's ever flown on a plane? This is basic stuff, right? You ever ever looked out the window and seen all those guys down there running around with your luggage and stuff? Hey, careful with that, you know, but... uh, (laughs) Yeah, they got, the, they got the headphones on, don't they? they all, they're mufflers. I mean, and, and so this is the way it is. When, when, to, to lift up hundreds of thousands of pounds in the air, there's some sound that's released. Okay? And uh, I remember one time, some of you guys have heard me tell this story before, but it's, I just love telling it because I was marked by it. Oh, we were down in Florida, and uh, <laughs> we, um, we were visiting this this funky little zoo, kind of strange, kind of like, how did they get a license to even keep these animals? There's something, something strange about this place. But anyways, we enjoyed it because they let you get right up close to the animal. Mostly alligators, of course. You know, you big old alligators and the alligator feed, feeding. And I'm always wondering, what are they feeding those alligators? Anyways. Uh, and so all this is going down. And then they, then they say, well, you got some lions over here. You want to check those out? I say, yeah, I love lions. Let's go. So we go over. And man, there's just like, two, it's just like, Two chain link fences, like right there. There's man, there's a lot. Are you telling me I can walk right up? Yeah, you can go go check out the lines. So we start going over, and I'm I'm going over, um, and I get right close. I come up to this lion, and all of a sudden, I, I hear this subsonic. I feel the ground 
like shaking. This, I mean, I can't do it, sorry, but, but I'm not a lion. Well, I want to be, but I got a spiritual mane, you, if you could just see it, right? I know that's an oxymoron, but <clears throat> anyways. Uh, but this rumble, and this was a female lion. This, was, this wasn't even daddy. I mean, it was like, I mean, and all of a sudden it starts going, and it's like starts freaking out. One of the trainers or the guys there working, the zookeeper, he comes running over and he goes, whoa, what did you do? And like, I, I didn't do nothing. I'm just standing here. Like, you know, and, and he goes, man, he must think you're the vet or something. I mean, he's, he's going nuts, you know. And, it, and But I'll never forget that encounter. Never forget that encounter because not, not so much because of the lion, which was magnificent, amazing to be that close to such, a, such an animal. It was the sound that just rocked me. The subsonic, the, and the, where, there's, where there's power, there's sound. A powerful church will have a sound. And it will be not ashamed to release the sound that God has given them. Whether it's the preaching of the gospel, whether it's the, the good sound waves that come out of the praise, God inhabits the praises of his people. Let's talk about that for a moment, can we? Let's talk about that. So if you, how's your praise on a scale of 1 to 10? Because if he inhabits the praises of his people, let's break that down for a second. If you come in and you're kind of casual or you're late or you're sleepy or you're just kind of, and you're just kind of, you know, just going, oh, yeah, praise, and I'm waiting for the coffee time in church or whatever. You know, it, how much space have you given God? If he inhabits, he, I think a lot of places God feels homeless. He's like, are you kidding me? I can't inhabit this. I'm not living in that. That's a, that's a little cardboard box. I mean, you, you see what I'm saying? We got to give God some space. We got to make some an inhabitation for him and, and inviting for him through the praise. Like, these people actually want me. They're serious about me. They revere me. They adore me. Are you kidding? And so we got to be careful. We can get so casual with our praise and the sound. And, you know, and, and, and yet the Bible tells us explicitly over and over, shout for joy. You know, release the praise, the songs, and, you know, strike up the band, bring all the instruments, and play skillfully before the Lord. And, and, and we got to be careful that we don't just get lax or lackadaisical. Is that a word, I think? Uh, you know, <laughs> and, and especially even, even in a city like Music City, you know, we got music everywhere and stuff. But we got to keep our praise on, you know, we got to keep our passion lit for the Lord. We got to make space for Him through our praise. Amen? And so, um, so you know, actually, it's interesting that you guys were with Ryan. He was texting me, like, you coming down? Yesterday, but I had stuff I had to do, and I was like, oh, next time, tell me when you're coming, man. I want to hang out with you guys. Oh, really? All right, let's do it. Um, and so, but we had just recorded a song that he rides on the wings of our praise. He rides in on the wings of our prayer. Think of, like, God, you know, it says he rides the cherub, cherubims. God, he got riding in like, a, riding in on chariots or cherubims. And, 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 but I believe he also inhabits the praise. When, when the church begins to sing, when the church releases adoration, I mean, things start to shift. Things start to change. I mean, uh, that's a big part of what, what's going to happen in America. The church is just going to come back to the first love, and they're going to begin to sing again, and they're going to begin to write poems to God. They're going to begin to get creative. You ever see people when they first fall in love, like when they start sparking, as Ricky Skagg says? 
You know, the sparks start happening. It's like all of a sudden, it's like, oh, I'll write a song, I'll write a poem, get creative. All of a sudden, guys are into flowers, like, oh, I'll pick this one out and this one out. <laughs> you know, I mean, we get weird, right? In a good way, right? We'll do stuff we would never do. That's what love will do to you. And God says, would you come back to that, come back to that first love? I remember when I first met my wife, I was like, I was like, what would she like? You know, and so I'm trying to think. We're not married yet. It was just getting to know her. And I thought, I know what she'll like. She'll like earrings. So I went out and I bought all these like earrings. And they were just average kind of earrings, I guess. But little did I know, my wife was a princess. I should have known. And, and she goes, oh, that's sweet. That's nice. And, you know, I got like five different sets of earrings and extravagant ones and different ones. I thought for sure this was going to be a hit. And she's like, well, I can only wear silver or gold <laughs> so I was like, what do I do? Make a collage of these things now or something? Hang them on the wall like the earrings that would have been cool, um, beautiful. I, I thought I was hitting the mark. I'm like, she's going to love this. And like, I'm, I'm allergic to anything less than silver or gold. <laughs> well, so am I, honey. <laughs> and you are fine gold. So <laughs> All right. See, I turned that around. That was good. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. All right. So anyways, let's look at Revelation 19, verse 6. It says, then I heard what sounded to be a great multitude. Again, I heard there was a sound, a great multitude, like the roar of a rushing waters, like loud peals of thunder, shouting. Imagine loud peals of thunder but it's actually a shout that comes out. And it says, Hallelujah, for our Lord Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory. For the wedding of the Lamb has come. His bride has made herself ready. Thunder, excitement, sound, rumble, a great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters, like many waters. So there's some energy behind that, isn't it? The bride making herself ready. Hmm. And we, we think of all, all through the Scripture, you can just, just kind of research it, search it in the Bible. It's like the trumpet, the trumpet, the trumpet, the sound of the trumpet, the, you know, in a, in a flash, in a twinkling of an eye, the last trumpet. There's a sound that precedes these great events. Okay, the, the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. There's going to be a sound, y'all. What's the sound that God desires from your life? The sound of obedience, sound of joy, sound of endurance. See, it's so much more than just a worship band. I'm telling you that God is listening to, I mean, what's the sound of your marriage? Can I go there? Is it, is it kind of sad or grumpy or complaining or like, I mean, the devil's listened to the sound. What's the sound of our church? He can just listen to the sound and go, they ain't all that. They don't, they don't impress me. I can whoop them. That marriage is getting ready to fall apart. Just listen to the sound of it. Do y'all see what I'm saying? There's a sound. There, there's, you know, the Lord says also he hears the groans, the 
of Israel, when they didn't even know how to pray, they've forgotten the Lord. They're in slavery and bondage to Egypt. And said they just groaned, just under the weight of the slavery and the bondage and the and the work that they were under. And, and the Lord responds to sound. The devil responds to sound. So, I'm telling you guys, there's a sound war going on, and we're going to win this. Amen. For God's glory, you know, there's a sound. He said, "Watch out." The many will deceive you with fine-sounding arguments. That's a sound, too. It's like, well, it sounded good. He sounded like he knew his Bible, and he sounded like he was prophesying. And they'll win you over into a deception with fine-sounding arguments. Y'all seeing this? Amen. So, again, if... If the trumpet does not sound a clear call, who will get ready for battle? And here's what I want to suggest to all you guys right now. You got a clear trumpet call that God wants to release from your life. A clear sound. Not, not fuzzy. Not, what's the word I'm looking for? Chaotic. Not double-minded or half-hearted. I mean, you could just fill in the words. But a clear trumpet call that literally... They hear the sound of a voice. You ever been under the sound of a preacher or someone that, that's, that just all of a sudden they begin to preach and, and you're like, you feel yourself, you're lining up. Like, I want to march in that. I want to march in that company. I want to be part. I want some of that. It's because it's a clear trumpet call. And many begin to rally. And that's what's coming to the church, y'all. God is getting ready to release a clear sound. And those who have thrown off the fear of man, thrown off political correctness, and they've gone back to biblical correctness. And they're willing to speak the truth and let the chips fall where they fall. A fearless, courageous spirit to release what God has for such a time as this. And I believe there's many leaders here. There's many people here that you are, you are people of influence. You're people that are called to, uh, to, to change your, your sphere, to change your city. I believe there's an anointing on you guys, uh, simply Jesus, to, to, to begin to release transformation in your region if it hasn't already begun, but it's going to increase. It's going to multiply. It's going to ricochet off one city to another to another. Uh, the, the word of the Lord will be great among you. The sound of the Lord will resound from you. Woo! Come on, somebody. You remember, just speaking of sound, I'm just giving you examples. I don't have as clear points as I like, but y'all getting it, hopefully. I'm just kind of rummaging through it here, but we're, there's, the, the Lord just gave it to me like this, so this is, you're, you're getting it the way I got it. So you, you, you know the classic story. We love this story. We did a whole movement in the rhyme in 24 hours of, of nonstop worship in the middle of COVID when everything was shut down. The whole city was like a ghost town. Daniel and his buddy had a prophetic word that, this, that Nashua had become a ghost town, and sure enough, 2020, Boom, the sound of music had stopped. Everything was, everyone was gone. There was no one there. And then the Lord says, now go into the Ryman. Well, everything's shut down and everyone's masked up and freaked out. And he said, and call the musicians, call them. Uh, when, the, when, when America looked like there was, you know, the riots are breaking out and violence and everything just looked so crazy, like the enemy's beating down on this nation and and we're like, Lord, what do we do? He said, he said go, go to the Jehoshaphat strategy. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 2020. <laughs> That's where it starts. 
and 2021, which I'm going to read you that one, and 2022, and I believe we're literally walking out. You can go in there and watch the, year, the years unfold. I literally believe that. And so God did a supernatural work. All the musicians came, big names, little names, no names, didn't matter. Unbelievable unity, purity, servant hearts, 24 hours of nonstop worship going forth. Every genre, bluegrass and, and, and rock and blues and quartets and worship guys and little guys and big guys. It didn't matter. We just released the sound. And why do we do it? He said, after consulting the people, Jehoshaphat, surrounded by enemy armies that looked impenetrable, looked impossible, appointed men to sing to the Lord and praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out ahead of the army. The Lord said a preemptive attack. Well, everything's shut down and everyone's at home, net Netflixing or whatever they're doing. <laughs> he said, I want to call for the musicians. Release the sound now. Release a pure river out of that polluted river that had taken grip of our city. And so the, it happened, and it was profound. We all just shook our head like, whoa, like, how do, man, God was so in that. Give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. That's a weapon right there. That, that was enough to make the enemy turn on themselves. Chaos in the enemy's camp, and the enemy imploded against themselves through the sound of praise. Could it still be true today, or was that just Old Testament? It's true today. It's true today. Who believes it's true today? Who else believes it's true today? Everybody. Release a sound. Give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Come on. Don't let let football. Don't let football outshout you. We're talking about the maker of heaven and earth. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus. Okay, please be seated. That was awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, let me tell you something about the power of sound. I just did this. I hadn't done this in forever, but I just, if you just heard that last little shout I did, I actually heard that. I heard that. I was a young man, and I went on this trip to Switzerland. And it was a prophetic trip. I could have never known what God was getting ready to do. But when I heard the father of Switzerland, the father of fathers, an apostle, Gary Keller, at this conference, the prophetic conference, or the, the Levite camp, they called it, and there's 7,000 worshipers and intercessors came together in the German-speaking world. And in the midst of praise, in this great crescendo, I heard Gary Keller, 80-something-year-old man, all of a sudden started going, And I was like, and it just shred the heavens. I was just like... And he just started releasing this sound. I was just like, what is that, a yodel or a war cry or what? What is happening? I'm seeing chocolate. I'm seeing mountains. No, I'm not. I'm, uh, I, I was seeing the, the heavens open. I mean, it was profound. And it was a sound that was released. And, and I began to get a revelation and a download that ended up becoming a prophetic word for a nation and became a book. And we've traveled there 15, 16 times since. 
And God can, in a flash, in a sound, in a crescendo of worship, he can shift things. He can download things that will forever change you or change a nation through you. Thank you, Jesus. Remember, they walked silently. They walked silently and carefully and did what the, the, the assignment was. For seven days, they walked. They walked around the walls of Jericho. They walked. And then at the right time, on the seventh, I love, I love how it's always seven, God's fingerprint. On the seventh time around, boom, they released this sound with the shout and with the trumpets and the shofars and boom. And all of a sudden, man, that's the frequency rocked that place. And the walls came tumbling down as we know the story. And they went in and it took over that place. It looked impossible. It looked foolish. You want to be foolish to release a sound? We've gone places, we've done, we've done worship in deserts with no one. Like literally, Mongolia, we went to the high, high place of Mongolia, in the, the desert of El Paso, just, just release a sound of praise. because of, Why? Because the Lord said so. Amen. I remember I first got that idea, I can't claim that. <laughs> That's probably in the Bible first. But, but, um, but there's a man that inspired me, uh, Walter Heinrich, an apostolic evangelist, amazing German man. We, we had the privilege of walking with him many years and he said, he said, the Lord began to speak to him about Mongolia. And there was like literally like three people, like three, four Christians in the whole nation, all Buddhist and just lost. And, and they said, but Lord, I don't have a clue. How do we even begin? Where do we even start in such an assignment? And the Lord began to speak to him, I want Mongolia for my inheritance. And he starts, and so he, he tries these different ways of conventional ways of missions and getting in and nothing was opening. There was no invitations. No, it felt like no grace on it. He's like, ah, I'm just, it's not working. And then the Lord says, worship me in the desert. Worship me in the desert, in the, in the Gobi Desert. He said, go to the Gobi Desert and give me a worship concert. So they literally packed up Jeeps and trucks and a huge sound system, brought their whole band. It was very expensive. He, said, he, he shared it at a, at a conference, and he was so excited because he had felt the download from the Lord. He's like, God told us to worship in the, in the desert, and it was going to open up Mongolia for the glory of God. And he shares the whole thing, and it was just like crickets. People like, and then he went back to his office after, and he's like, man, Lord, I felt like that was your strategy. And just felt like I was supposed to do that, and I thought people would be a little more excited or get it. Maybe they didn't get it, or maybe I didn't, maybe I missed it. He's just sitting there. All of a sudden, here's a knock on the door of his office. He says, come in. The guy comes in. He's a businessman. He sits down. He says, can I talk to you for a moment? He goes, that vision, the Gobi Desert, you really think that's the Lord? You think you heard from the Lord? He says, yeah. I wouldn't have shared it if I didn't think so. He said, how much is it going to cost? He tells him it was something like $100,000 or something. And the guy writes him a check right there. He says, go worship the Lord in the desert. So they went there. They, they, they made it. He said it was crazy. They, and they literally, he, 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 when he got there, he thought, this is going to be easy. Desert is just a big chunk of sand. It goes on forever. And he's, so he gets there. And then the Lord was so particular. He got there, and he's like, literally, like, he would go, and he said he took him a day and a half to find the chunk of sand where the Lord finally said, that's the spot. And he would step off. <laughs> oh, whoa, hot spot. And he'd be like, this, but this looks the same as that and the same as that. We could have done the one like, you know, eight hours closer. 
The Lord said, no, there's, that's where you do it. So he tells the team, come on tomorrow. We found the spot. We're going to do it. So they go there, and they worship the Lord like eight hours a day for two days. There's no one there. But finally, at the end of the second day, uh, the, these uh, nomads, bed, I think they're Bedouin or whatever they're called, these guys on camels came by. These young men, like teenage boys on camels came by. And they, they, they listened. They, they, could you imagine? Like, imagine what they're thinking. Like there's a whole rock, rock band for Jesus worshiping, you know. And they're just, they're just sitting on their camel going. And he said they, they listened for about an hour. And then they just left. They were just up on a hill. They never talked to him. They just listened to this band in the desert playing to nobody <laughs> except them. <laughs> And, and, and Walter Heidenreich says, from that day on, grace, doors began to open, began to open, began to open, favor. People saying, please come, please come. Bring your team, bring missions, plant a school. Wow. And now it's a legacy where there's, there's hundreds of churches have been planted. Wow. Release that sound. And so just a couple more, and I'm, oh, wow, it's getting a little late. Uh, I'm having too much fun. So there was a time on 7707, some of you guys know the story of the call Nashville. Was anyone there, the call Nashville? Some of you guys? Uh, so there was a crescendo that everyone talks about. It was an amazing day. It was just like, it was a day, as, as Lou Ingle says, it was the highlight of his life, of all the calls, all the stadiums, all the places. So he goes, Nashville, I'm telling He goes, but Nashville, Nashville. And he's just, he starts like going this, <laughs> this dream world where he starts talking about it like, you know, it was the highlight of my life. You know, just what God did that day. And we divorced Baal and we, we remarried the Lord. And we took, took up, uh, we crashed, crushed our idols and we came back to Jesus. And we had silent repentance, 30,000 people and a repentance walk for the impurity in the church, marching down uh, the church street for the repenting of the sins that have been in the church. And then into the stadium with 77,000 people on 7707. Check that out. He got a plaque said highest per, cap per capita in that stadium at the time, 77,000. So it was a monumental day. God was all over it, just crazy stuff. And, but the, the highlight of all seems to be, and even Bob Jones and some of the prophetic fathers just said, said that when this happened, heaven got a little closer to earth. And, and what it was, there was 300 shofar players they came marching in near the end of the night, right before we released Thunder School, the school that we were getting ready to birth, raising up the sons of thunder. And they came in, and there's drums going. And I remember being, I, at that time, I was up on stage, and I'm looking, I'm, not, and I'm watching these guys, and they all got their shofar. So you just see these, these horns, like, coming in, you know, these, these ram's horns coming in. They, they held them up high, and they, you just see them marching down the aisles coming in. And then at the right time, uh, Ray Hughes released this call, this clear trumpet call. So we're talking about, right? And, and it was just this. I mean, I was just, it, it rattled that stadium. I, I don't know what all happened, but it felt supernatural. And, and, and something was released in that time. I think that Nashville will never recover. We are marked. We are branded to be a city of light for the glory of the Lord. Yes, it's contended for. Yes, there's, there's a lot of incoming right now. But I believe that literally we made covenant with the Lord that day. And there's a call on this city. And part of it was sealed with a sound that we'll never recover from. Where heaven and earth collided on such a day.
Thank you, Jesus. And sometimes the sound precedes the outpouring. Elijah heard the sound of rain. He heard the sound before. God is wanting the church to make a sound before the outpouring, to initiate, to trigger this outpouring that he wants to bring, this greatest awakening, this greatest harvest. You know, we are called harvest sound, right? Some people might be going to this church. Some people might go to this church going, oh, what's that harvest sound? Oh, wow. Well, hopefully this brought a little clarity. <laughs> You know, there's a sound of the harvest. There's a sound of you not giving up. There's a sound of you pressing in. There's a sound of your sons and daughters walking in righteousness. We've heard the sound of our, of, of our children. Like, there's a sound that comes from their life. And Sarah and I are in awe. We're like, whoa, thank you, Jesus. They're preaching the gospel. They're unashamed. They're resounding. They're singing. They're prophesying. There's a generation. All these young ones that are, there's a sound coming off you that's shaking this city. It's shaking this city. Sometimes it's the talk of the town. But have you heard what's happening on Broadway? Right in the middle of the darkness. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God that you may declare, someone say declare, Declare. the praises of him who has called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. Who's ready to be marked this morning for such a purpose, for such a call? God's going to show you. He's going to lead you. He's going to show you how to be clear, how the sound of your life, the testimony of your life, the standard of your life is going to be clear so that many people, it's not, it's not fudged. It's not, well, they're kind of sort of like, oh, I never even knew you were a Christian. Wow, that's crazy. I've known you three years. I worked with you for three I never knew. You do all the same things the world does. Huh? The Old Testament talks about how the Lord desires a distinction between Israel and Egypt. There's a distinction. There's a peculiar people. They're eager for good works. They're spending their Saturdays doing something different than what the world's doing. 